Hey y'all, what if you really could change your life? If there was a way to be healthy and intentional in every area of your life? Good news, there is. And we show you how each week on All of You Whole. Hosted by me, Caroline Fossil, entrepreneur, wellness expert, author, and speaker. Every episode is an in-depth look at how to help you get unstuck, be brave in your life choices, and have a meaningful life all either from my own experiences or from the experts I interview. My goal is to help you build a healthy, connected, and intentional life that fulfills your greatest purpose. On the show today is Allison Lombatis. She wears a lot of hats, including being an entrepreneur, author of the book, The Ultimate Book of Outfit Formulas, the founder of the blog, Get Your Pretty On, and she created an entire system called Outfit Formulas. Today, we are going to talk all things style, capsule wardrobe, and how to dress every single day. Allison has honestly made it so easy for us, and so I can't wait for you to dive in with me to learn all about style and not only how to dress yourself, but how it really can change your life and how you show up in the world. So without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome, Allison. We are just so, so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thanks, Caroline. I am so excited to be here. Yay. Okay. So for people who don't know you yet, could you just give us a little brief introduction of who you are? Yes. I'm Allison Lombatness. I am the creator of Get Your Pretty On, which started as a personal blog back in 2012, which seems like a lifetime ago right right now. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And it has grown into so much more. I've created a personal styling program, which is an online program where I help women of all body shapes, budgets, ages, really just develop their personal style and give them practical capsule wardrobes that they can build uh, so that they can walk into their closets every morning and make getting dressed the easiest thing that they do all day. Yeah, that's so awesome. Well, so before starting Get Your Pretty On, I love that you are actually an engineer. So you're like working in corporate America, nothing to do with style, and your degrees in psychology. So how did you go from that to starting Get Your Pretty On, starting all the things that you're currently doing? Like, how did that transition happen? So I was working as an engineer in telecom, which is crazy because it's such a departure from what I do today. (laughs) But honestly, this is like the part of the story that led to what I do today. I got the opportunity to work from home, which was amazing in every possible way. It was something Mm -hmm. I've been wanting to do for many years. I had, you know, all three of our kids were younger at this time. Right. And I just really felt like I was living the life. Like I was able to work from home, do my job from here. I will say this to preface this whole story that I never felt like I belonged in the engineering space. I always kind of felt Mm. like a square peg in the round hole. Mm. And I've always had creative pursuits too. I I love that I'm kind of equally left and right brained. So it does make sense that I headed down this path of style. Yeah. So I fell into a yoga pants rut to put it plain and simple. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Haven't we all been there? (laughs) Yes, we have, especially the past two years. Yeah, 100%. So many women, so many women have been there. And I lost accountability for getting up and getting dressed for work every morning, Mm -hmm. plain and simple. I was rolling out of bed at the last minute, you know, seeing the kids off to school, packing lunches throwing on my faded black yoga pants every morning, maybe a baggy sweatshirt or tank top with it, pulling my hair back in the ponytail, no makeup, just kind of 
going throughout the day this way. And mm-hmm. over the course of like three to six months, I, I don't really remember the time frame, but I started noticing things in my environment shifting too, where hmm. maybe I wasn't feeling as motivated to, you know, throw in that load of laundry during conference calls. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> things are stacking up. I'm not feeling as motivated at work. You know, I've, I had less energy. All of these things were kind of like red flags that were pointing in the direction of, mm. Hey, something's just not quite right here. Like what has sure. changed? And, and I really had to kind of dive in to figure that out. And the only thing that I could go back to and knew was a tangible thing that I could do immediately differently mm-hmm. was getting dressed. Yeah. And that's where I decided to start. (laughs) It feels so simple, but I know, you know, it can feel so complicated. It does. It really does. And I think the biggest issue was I would walk into my closet in the mornings and I had work style figured out. I knew that I was like pencil Mm -hmm. skirt, blouse, high heels all day long. I, Mm -hmm. I got it. I got this. But I had no clue how to dress for a work from home lifestyle. So I Mm -hmm. thought that it was the yoga pants and this was, you know, my new quote uniform, but when I went into the closet, none of the clothes worked for the new lifestyle. So I mm-hmm. had to rebuild my wardrobe and be intentional about what pieces work for me now. Yeah. And really just put some thought into that. So that's when I started blogging. Whenever I started this journey of reinventing my style, rebuilding my wardrobe, and really just sharing what am I learning along the way. And this did two things. Number one, it acted as my accountability partner. Yeah. This was my new way to keep hours per se. Like, right. okay, we're getting dressed today <laughs> and we're going to share this on the blog, right? Yes. Yeah, that's yes. so good. I think we need that accountability in so many areas of our lives. Like this morning, I did a workout and like texted my husband the picture of the calories burned and stuff. Like I did it, you know, like Yay. it's just so much. I don't know. I feel like we're so much more motivated to do things when we know like you have to send that picture. You have to, you know, tell your blog that you got dressed today and you're not in your yoga pants still. Yeah. That's so great. Absolutely. It's yeah. so true. And it wasn't, it was at a time too, where social media was, I mean, like Facebook was around, but like right. in, Instagram and Pinterest weren't big yet. So blogging yeah. was the place to be. And that was kind of cool too, because this second thing that happened from that was I started building a community. There were women out there in the same position. There weren't a lot of resources at the time for work from home, stay at home moms to find cute, casual, put together outfits. So that community started to build. And when, you know, two years later, I got the opportunity to take a severance package from corporate America. That (laughs) was a no brainer. I was like, I'm going all in on this. This is is where I want to be. Yeah. Awesome. So then you went full time and to get your pretty on. I did. Yeah. So I took the severance package and I had about six months of pay that I put in the bank. And I said to my husband, all right, we're really going to just buckle down. Cause I was making no money at get your pretty on. Like I was sure. maybe doing yeah. some sponsor posts yeah. now and then selling, you know, so yeah. a little bit of clothing, but it wasn't, it was definitely not making a living. Yeah. And I decided to just go like really all in on mm-hmm. the blog and growing that community even more. So, uh, <laughs> About three months of severance left, I realized, okay, but this is still not making money. I'm really going to have to. I'm, I've yeah. grown this following. It's there. I talked to a friend of mine who was a business coach at the time. And she's like, Allison, what are you selling to your, your readers? <laughs> yeah. And I said, yeah. nothing. I don't want to sell anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so great. We just chat. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah. We just chat. We're friends. Yeah. And she's like, no, you need to go to them. You're providing a free, valuable resource right. and say, what can I do that you would be willing to pay for? Sure. And that 
that's when the idea for Alpha Formulas came to be, the personal styling yeah. program. Women came to me and they said, I want you to give me a shopping list. Tell me exactly mm. what to go out to the store and buy. Yeah. Tell me what basics to have in my closet. Yes. And then throw in some seasonal trends and, and, and I will be happy to pay for that. So I started putting this list together and then the engineer comes in to yep. play <laughs> and sits on my shoulder and says, well, what good is this list if you're not pairing up these outfits right. in multiple ways so yes. that they can get the most bang for their buck? And yeah. so that's how Outfit Formulas was born. And I thought 50 women would sign up right out of the gate and 500 did and the rest is history. <laughs> yes. 500 out the gate. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, you're clearly solving a problem and people obviously need outfit formulas and need your help. But I'm curious, like behind the scenes, what is the biggest struggle? Like what is the core reason that people come to you to help them with style and fashion and putting together outfits? You know, I would say it's twofold. Number one, I have women that come to me who say, I have a closet full of clothes and nothing to wear. Mm. which I could totally relate to. Yeah, I think absolutely. A lot of us, you know, a lot of us have a lot of clothes. We just maybe don't know how to pair them up or the clothes that we have just don't work for our lifestyle right now. So that's sure. problem number one. Number two, I get a lot of women who come to me who are rebuilding their wardrobe for some particular reason, whether yeah. they're postpartum, mm -hmm. they've gone through a difference in fluctuation in their body shape, mm -hmm. or they're entering you know, corporate America for the first time, or they're leaving corporate America, right. whatever it is, there's like this catalyst in there for change hmm. for them wanting to rebuild their wardrobe and focus on clothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. So I do want to go through outfit formulas and, and how it all works. But before we do that, I want to talk about capsule wardrobes. So I first heard about this concept probably seven or eight years ago. I read this book, Lessons from Madame Chic. She lived in France. Have you read that book? It's so good. You would love it. Yes. Um, yeah. So she lived in France, talks about like the French just have like 10 things, you know? And so I'm like, we've, we've kind of, my husband and I have kind of always been minimalistic. And so I kind of like had a sloppy capsule wardrobe, but mostly just because we were pretty poor and, you know, I'm not buying all these clothes. So I kind of just like didn't have lots of clothes, but it wasn't necessarily a capsule wardrobe. So, but now I do capsule wardrobe religiously. So I want you to tell our audience, like, what's the capsule wardrobe and how do you feel like the capsule wardrobe works? I will tell you this in full disclosure, I accidentally stumbled upon capsule wardrobes and didn't yeah. even realize I was creating one until my readers came to me and said, oh, this is a capsule wardrobe. And then I started <laughs> doing the research. Yeah. And you're like, oh yeah, I, I am doing my... that. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I'm, do I'm totally doing that. On purpose, you know, everybody. So <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So then I went online, I start researching and I'm like, wow, this is such a cool concept. I kind of heard about it in circles before, but never really just like went down the rabbit hole of, of researching totally. things. Enneagram five, guilty, always researches everything. Yes. But yes. So I started looking into this and it's really a concept that was created by a London boutique owner back in, I want to say the sixties where, mm -hmm. you know, she curated this collection of 10 items that would mix and match with each other. And I think all of the pieces in hers were black. Mm -hmm. um, so you can do it that way, but basically right. it is a subset of items in your closet that you can mix and match to create multiple different looks where you don't have to have a lot of clothes, but you're really just making the most out of what you have. And so starting with this as the core foundation, I decided to build on it and kind of make it like animals for adults. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's exactly you know what, you know what, what this is. Yes. 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 Like you pair up the little tags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
totally. But it just takes, it makes a no brainer out of getting dressed. And when you have the right pieces in there and you're able to mix and match the pieces in your closet in multiple different ways, you're really never going to get bored with those items because you can pair them up. I get bored sometimes with my single use items. Like if I have a top Mm. that doesn't really go with anything else, I'm like, I don't want to wear that over and over and over. Yes, exactly. So when people ask me if capsule wardrobes get boring, I'm like, oh, heck no. (laughs) They don't. You could constantly reinvent them or add in just one or two fresh new pieces to to keep everything feeling current to you. Sure. So for the person who does like walk into their closet, maybe they have an entire like walk-in closet full of clothes. They don't feel like any of it works or, or one of those scenarios you're mentioning. Like I know a lot statistically, a lot of us gained weight during COVID. Maybe our clothes don't fit. I know you have like a tried and true method for a few different ways to kind of purge your clothes or, you know, some strategies. So what do you suggest to get people to kind of narrow down and find the clothes that actually do work? Yes. Whenever, whenever I get asked this question by anybody who's saying, I have no idea where to start. I'm overwhelmed. I always see kind of like this grimace on their face because I say, well, you have to clean out your closet. Right. (laughs) Right. Which is like a hard first step. Yeah, it is. It is. And that alone can feel super overwhelming. But the reason I like starting with this step is because number one, this was my own first step in my journey. I had mm-hmm. to get rid of the stuff that I wasn't wearing yep. because I couldn't accurately assess what I needed. And there's sure. this weird thing that happens with our brains, decision fatigue, when we have more options, then it makes it harder to make a decision. So if you're Absolutely. walking in there and you're not wearing most of the things that are in your closet, your brain doesn't know like this doesn't fit me or this is off season mm-hmm. or this is five years old or whatever. It just sees options, right? Yeah. Which is super overwhelming. So take everything out and you don't have to do this all in one day, but right. take it all out and then thoughtfully go through each piece in your closet. The things that you're actually wearing are the things that are going to go back in. Shockingly, this is going to be the first time you do this about 20% of your wardrobe, especially if you do have a stuffed closet full of clothes, because we don't wear about 80% of what's in our closet at any given time. So don't be scared to see the 20% because Mm -hmm. it's not, it doesn't mean you don't have clothes. It just means you're not wearing, (laughs) you're not wearing. Right. But also, like, don't be scared of that 20% because that's all you've been wearing anyway. So when it is so small, it's like, honestly, that's all you've been wearing. Like, you feel comfort with like the packed closet, but like, it's okay if it's a really small amount. There's lots of options still. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's okay to lick all those things. And, and when you do this, you're going to feel so much lighter. And when you walk in yeah. and you see the 20%, you're either going to do one of two things. You're going to say, you know what? I'm pretty well covered with this right. amount of clothing that I wear all the time. Or you're going to be able to look at the smaller subset of clothing and say, I need to fill in the gaps in my wardrobe. Yep. I need a great fitting pair of jeans. I need some quality t-shirts. I need a new pair of high heels to wear to special events. That is going to take everything out, make it super clear what you do need. And then you can make a shopping list and shop with a purpose instead of walking yes. into the store and feeling the overwhelm. So by starting with the first step of removing the overwhelm in your closet. Mm-hmm. then everything from that point forward just gets so much easier. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got 20% in your closet. You've got 80% sitting on your bedspread. What do you suggest yes. people do? What's the best way to like navigate that 80%? Yeah, so I have a method that I use. I call it cash, stash, and trash. Yeah. So I get either big boxes or I bring in trash bags or whatever, and I label each one in these three categories. So mm-hmm. your cash category... You're going to put anything in there that can be sold or donated. Mm -hmm. So 
that's everything is going to go in that bag. So that's anything that is, you know, still reasonably in good shape. It doesn't matter how old it is. My daughter shops thrift stores all the time looking for yeah. vintage clothing, which vintage now is apparently <laughs> oh what my I gosh. wore like, like yes, 10 exactly. years ago. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like, man, if we had just held on to stuff long enough. <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. So definitely you could donate or sell that stuff. Your stash box is going to be the things that you're not quite ready to get rid of yet. And it's right. okay. You don't have to get rid of those things. If you're on the fence, I've done this year after year, put in this box, seal it up and put it somewhere, whether it's in a different closet in your house mm-hmm. or in the garage or attic, whatever. If you want something bad enough, you will go back to that box and open it. Yeah, I can tell you in 10 years of doing this, I've never opened that box back up again. Isn't that so, crazy? I know. It is. Wow. Yeah. Yes. But I do that for sure. Like I, I don't have many, like I'm not like an emotional hoarder. I don't like keep things because I wore it that one concert. Like I don't do that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I have shifted sizes and it's like one size. So I'm like, I don't want to get rid of this entire wardrobe of this size if like I come back to it. So I just have my skinny box, <laughs> you know, and I, <laughs> and I put my skinny box over over here, but it's like out of sight. It doesn't make me feel shame, but I just, from like a responsible standpoint, I just don't want to trash it. Or like maybe you have something Mm -hmm. a size above or a size below or whatever. Just don't keep it in your closet to shame you. Put it somewhere else, you know? So if you need a pair of jeans and a whatever, size six, size four, whatever, you have it. You don't have to buy all new, but it's not you know, it's not making you have decision fatigue by sitting there in your closet all the time. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm 100% a proponent for doing that. A lot of women Mm -hmm. will tell me, well, I keep that stuff in there to motivate me. I'm like, well, does it motivate you? Or do you just walk into your closet, look at it and kind of feel like crap? Right. And they're like, yeah, that's what happens. You're right. So yes, just take it out of there. It'll always be there waiting for you. (laughs) Right. Exactly. If you need it, totally. And, and one thing I've heard you say before is, you know, like we're over here trying to like squeeze into our clothes, right? Like maybe Mm -hmm. we have clothes that are too small, but tell me what you say. I I don't want to get it wrong. You say like, yes. So we, your clothes are supposed to fit you. You're not supposed to fit into your clothes. We have that backwards. I I like to use the analogy of shoes. I'm a size eight and a half. If I went to the store and bought a size eight and expected my foot to fit into that, I would (laughs) just be uncomfortable all day. I don't put that same judgment on my feet as I do on my body and say, I have to be this size. So absolutely. Like you have permission to dress the body you have now. And I want everyone to hear this and to know this, that you do. And that is the thing that's going to make you feel great is just dressing the body that you have right now. You deserve to do that. Absolutely, It's so empowering. And also too, it's like, I mean, you know, we have this temptation to buy jeans, three sizes too small. And like you hop on the bed and you're like zipping them up, you know? And it's like, number one, it's probably not going to look that great. And number two, I'm sure you have millions of ways to flatter every single body shape. So like, even if your body has changed postpartum, I've had two babies, right? Or during COVID or whatever, instead of trying to, you know, just keep what the style that you had or the certain pieces that you had, there are different ways. Like I know I look great in a jacket and that's really slimming and fits great for someone who's petite like I am. So, you know, you just find new, new ways to make yourself feel confident and, and find things that actually 
fit the body that you have now. I love that so much. I want to tell our listeners two things that I do when we're like getting rid of stuff. Two services I love. Thread Up. I love mm. shipping stuff to Thread Up. They will give you money if they end up selling the things that you send them. It's like a thrift store. It's basically Goodwill, but online. It's awesome. And then also too, they'll give it to Goodwill or they'll donate it if they don't end up selling it. And then a service that is really unique to Denver that I've been using and loving is called Ridwell. And they have a threads category. And so anytime I have something that can't be donated, I will put it in my Ridwell threads little bag and they pick it up weekly. So that's anything with holes, any anything that it has stains or whatever. And I think they're expanding pretty quickly. I think they're in like Portland and Denver. So I love that. But there's tons of ways to recycle clothes too. Um, mm-hmm. That I just feel like that's an important environmental thing to keep in mind. Even if you can't give it to Goodwill, you can try to recycle it. I love that because I wanted to circle back actually yeah. on that conversation because the third category, I labeled trash, but however, it is right. not trash. Yeah, so absolutely. anything that is stained or has holes in it or whatever... The very first thing my husband does is he goes to this bag and he pulls anything out that he he reuses stuff as garage rags. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, there we we try to repurpose right. that as much as possible. I love that service. I'm I'm in the Dallas area. I'm gonna look and see if there's something similar yeah, to that. Here. Yeah, and there's we have two in addition to that, there's we have like the bins. There's one at my kids' school where you can just like put the clothing and shoes to recycle. So there's lots of ways. You know, it's more effort, but it keeps it out of landfills, which is great. So okay, mm-hmm. so you have you suggest having this capsule wardrobe, kind of like your base. But I'm curious, I've been doing this for so long and I admittedly do not shop very frequently. It's just like, I'm excited about this conversation because I I need to like figure all this out. And so how often do you suggest like freshening things up? Like there are things that are basic, like your jeans or like, you know, your denim jacket or whatever that you can keep for a long time. But how often maybe do you suggest or you personally like add in some new pieces or like, how do you freshen up a capsule wardrobe? Yes. So, you know, things like denim and coats and good quality footwear, those things are going to last you at least two to three years. If if you find things that are your heck yes pieces, meaning when you put it on, it's a heck yes. And you're in love with it. It fits and flatters your body. All of those things will last. But I recommend seasonally adding in, you know, a couple of new pieces, whether it's a new seasonal color trend or mm. a new pattern, or there's a new silhouette that you wanted to try. High-waisted jeans are super popular <laughs> I know. Right we now. thought our skinny like, jeans were going to last forever. <laughs> yeah. Skinny jeans are, I, I think they are, honestly. Like yeah. I weigh in on this topic all the time. And I really <laughs> truly believe that they are a new classic and they're right. a new silhouette. They were in style for about you know, 13, 14 years. Yeah, it was so a long time. I think they've crossed over. <laughs> it is a long time. I think they've crossed into that territory, but yeah. we are seeing a lot of new silhouettes now. So seasonally, absolutely. I think the easiest thing to do is find a color you love that lights you up. That's a new seasonal trend and add that into your wardrobe. It's going to make you feel awesome. And you're going to throw that on with your other pieces, you know, mix and match it with your with your denim, you know, with a cute pair of shoes, or if there's a new pattern, ditzy florals are huge yeah, right now. Totally. So, you know, add in a piece with those florals and it just really kind of transforms everything. Honestly, it doesn't mm-hmm. take a lot of shopping. You do not have to reinvent your wardrobe every season. Right. It's way more budget friendly to just go out and add a few new pieces to your basics that are already serving you extremely well. Yeah. And I love this concept so much too, because probably eight, 10 years ago, I switched my mindset with shopping instead of like, 
I'm going to go to the mall because it's fun. And I'm just going to see if I find anything, you know, like let's, am I going to spend $50 or 200? Who knows? You know, I now very Mm -hmm. much shop with a purpose, like you were saying. And so I, I will go somewhere and think, honestly, I shop online and, you know, I'll research like a denim jacket and that is that is what I'm going to put in my cart. And that's what I'm going to buy. I'm not just like this free for all. I'm going to get 20 things. And, and I find that that's really refreshing shopping based on need and not just based on like, I hope this fulfills my soul and doesn't make me feel sad anymore. You know, like you're just, you're shopping for a purpose and to find one specific thing. And I think that helps keep it budget friendly too, right? Like you're not buying, you're not going on a shopping spree that's going to cost a thousand dollars. You're like getting one thing at a time. And based on your capsule wardrobe, you know, you're checking off your list, you know, what's going to work with the other pieces in your closet. So I, I love that advice. Well, how do you help people if someone's like, I've been a mom, I've been pregnant or breastfeeding for 10 years or whatever. And like, I just need to kind of reinvent myself in terms of what I'm wearing. How do you help people? Like, do you suggest finding like words like bohemian or like, you know what I mean? Like, do you, how do you help people narrow down their personal style? Yeah. So I think the easiest way to really get style clues is what I like to call it. I think we all get style clues throughout life. Most of them start when we're teenagers, when we're around 15 years old, that's when we start to really focus on identity. Yeah. And that's when the first little style clues start to come into play. But for some of us, myself included, I didn't really delve in and discover my personal style until I was in my late 30s. Sure. And I had to do that. And, you know, when I was in an office environment, I dressed the way I thought I wanted to dress, but not, I didn't really do the research to figure out yeah. who am I? What do I want? I didn't have that self-awareness. So I always tell women to do this, go to Pinterest mm. and pin 25 to 50 outfits that you love. You can do something really broad, like outfits for women. You can narrow it down by season, spring outfits for women. Or you could say business casual outfits or whatever. If you want to narrow your search, you can, or you can just keep it really broad. Do not overthink this process. Just start pinning 25 to 50 things that appeal to you. You don't even have to be totally in love with them, but things that just kind of catch your eye. You like the style. Then once all of those are pinned, then you can go back and do some analysis on this Hmm. and look for common themes. Yeah. Are there color themes in here? Are you drawn to bright, bold colors? Are you more of a neutral person? Mm. What about patterns? Do you like simple patterns like stripes and polka dots? Or are you more drawn to bigger, bolder patterns? Do you pick up clues on the overall look? Is it very minimalist? Is it chic? Mm -hmm. Is it modern? Yeah. Maybe it's edgy or boho. Or maybe it's eclectic. You like a lot of different things and different styles combined together. If you're not able to do this analysis on your own, this is super fun to do with a friend. Like say, hey, let's figure out a personal style together. I'm going to pin 50 things. You're going to pin 50 things. I'm going to look at your board and you can look at mine and we're going to give each other a 30 minute analysis of what we think each other's personal style is. Mm. Sometimes you get stuck in the weeds and you, we can't figure out like, do I like this? Or <laughs> I know. Is uh, this me? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That knows you well. They'll yes. be able to help guide that process with you. But I think that what you'll discover is that you do know more about your style than you're even aware of. Mm. And also style is one of those things that sort of evolves over time. You know, I look back on my life and when I was in corporate America, I felt like, it wasn't as creative as it is now, right. but I'm more creative now. So yes. that's evolved for me. And it's 
it's okay to be boho one day and, and minimalist the next. <laughs> yes. Like you can try on different styles. And, yes. And it's and it's totally okay to do that. Yeah. I, Play with it. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. And it can be different. And yeah, I love that so much. Okay. We've talked about like, I feel like we've been skirting around outfit formulas. So I want to talk about outfit formulas. Tell us all about it. What is it? How can women get it, use it? And how does it help them decide what to wear every single day? So I love that you brought up the story about how you now go out just shopping for one particular Mm -hmm. item instead of walking into the store and just kind of seeing what catches your eye. Because shopping with a purpose is really at the core of everything that I do through Outfit Formulas. Mm. I liken it to a meal plan for your closet. Ooh, I love that. Because you get a shopping list. (laughs) Yes. And... Just like you don't want to walk into the grocery store hungry, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to walk into the mall yes. not knowing what you want or need. Yes, that's so true. So it's basically the same thing. I give women a shopping list of items in five categories, which comprise an outfit formula. So you have your bottoms, which is anything you wear on your lower half. This can be pants, skirts, jeans, etc. You've got your tops. You got your toppers, which are your jackets, your cardigans, anything that you're going to wear as a, as a top layer. You've got your shoes and you've got your accessories. Yeah. So there are, for each season, you've got these five different categories represented. In each of these categories, you're going to have basic items that you probably either A, already have in your closet, or these will be things that you get to reuse season after season, right. year after year. So you get the most bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. And then you're also going to have some seasonal trends that are thrown in there. If you're doing a seasonal program, I also have a, a whole year-long program called Closet Staples, where women can rebuild their closets if they're starting from scratch. Yeah, this is that's the so basics. great. You'll get 64 outfit ideas created from the pieces on this list and keep using those pieces wow. throughout the year. So that's really how the Outfit Formulas program works. You know, women sign up, they get their shopping list. Again, it works for every age, every body shape, every budget. I did this also as an alternative to some of the box styling services because mm-hmm. women were coming to me and saying, I don't feel like the stylist gets what I want. Right. These are expensive. Or I don't yes. like the quality. I want more control over this. Or I shop at thrift stores all the time and I can't make this work for me. Right. Well, women can make outfit formulas work from shopping your closet to thrift stores all the way up to the highest end store. Right. It doesn't matter where you get the pieces as long as it matches what that formula is for the day. And then you get a daily outfit email. Once the pieces are in place in your closet, I'm going to send you an email every single day or we have an app. You can log in and see what your outfit of the day is. And you already have those pieces in your closet. So you can combine them into the outfit formula and you're ready to go. So great. I want to make it as easy as possible. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and the funny thing I'm thinking about while you're describing this is we really, every single person on the planet is kind of doing this every day. Like we put on clothes, like we're putting on pants, we're putting on our shirt, we're putting on our shoes, but you know, it doesn't, there's not a plan. There's not a, there's not an ease to it. And you know, when you think about how, like you just said 64 different options with kind of your basic capsule wardrobe. And so I think we just don't realize how easy it can be to like, like I'm going to wear this outfit, but how different is it if I'm wearing red heels versus like these cute casual pumps? Like that is a totally different outfit. And so I think really the possibilities are endless. And that's why I'm so drawn to this method. And also too, I feel like it just, it takes all the stress out of it, right? Like it's just like, just put Mm -hmm. these five things together and walk out the door and you're ready to go. So I love that 
so much. So I can't wait to get my outfit formula. I went online and did the quiz and I'm I'm ready to get started. So Yay. I know. So everything started back in 2012 with Get Your Pretty On. So now you have Get Your Pretty On. You have outfit formulas. It looks like you're building a personal brand. You know, you just launched a book. You have all these things going on. I'm curious, selfishly, like how do you manage your family? You've got sounds like three plus brands, all these different companies. Like, how do you do all of those things? <laughs> so <laughs> this is a great question. First off, I have an amazing team okay. and I had to learn to delegate a lot. Yes. And I think the the realization that I needed to bring people in that were smarter than me <laughs> was a total game changer right. as far as the business goes. Yeah. And I feel extremely supported by my team so that they can free me up to do things like being the face of the brand right. and stepping out in front of that and promoting the book and going to the speaking engagements mm-hmm. and doing the interviews and all of the things that only I can do. Sure. Plus, I own the creativity over the creation of the Capital Wardrobes, right. which a few years back, I was really intentional about that and saying, I want to be the visionary of the brand yes. and I want to be the creative force behind the brand, but I want to also step out of the way and allow my team to do all of the other things. Yeah. And they do that so much better than I ever could. So right. that that's number one yeah. for sure. So you have, do you have teams for kind of each one of these brands? So yes and no, I have some overlap yes. in a few of them. Yeah. So my, I have a main business manager that manages everything. Oh, wow. And then we have, you know, our social media manager mm. that's really just focused on outfit formulas. I've okay. got a marketing team who oversees all of it as well yeah. because the marketing principles kind of apply yes. across the board. With yeah, the that's brands. true. Yeah. There's a lot of overlap, yeah. I'm sure. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, just having good communication in place mm. and really working on myself as a leader, whenever I started this, I never envisioned myself managing teams. Preach. Like I didn't know how to do <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, same. You know? Totally. Yes. It's been a total journey in learning how to be a good leader mm-hmm. and how to communicate. My, my business manager holds me accountable for that all the time. She's there. I think just because something's in my head that everybody on oh, the team knows it, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it's been a, it's been a personal development journey. We'll just, yeah. we'll, we'll suffice to say yes, that. Yes, totally. At home. Yeah. That's like a whole other ball of wax, right. right? Because I started into this and I wanted to go down this path for time freedom and financial freedom for what? To spend time with my family, right? right? Yeah. That's why I'm doing this and making the, the thing, the thing, like the bigger why is that mm-hmm. and putting that into the forefront whenever I'm also managing a team of 10 people and, you know, all of the things that are going on over here. So number one, I have a super supportive spouse who steps mm. in and fills in my gaps yes. constantly. And I don't believe in balance, but I do know that he and I, throughout our careers, we've been married for 23 years. Oh, we wow. have worked in seasons mm-hmm. and there's been seasons yes. where he really needed to go in. Yes. And I needed to take on the burden yep. of the load here. And there have been seasons when I needed to go all mm-hmm. in, like when I was launching my yes. book and he's like bringing lunch to my desk every yep. day, making sure I have gas in my car. <laughs> like those things that are just super important mm-hmm. to each other. And my kids are older now, so it's definitely easier in a lot of ways. Right. But, but yeah, I still really just have to bring myself back to that at the end of the day when I'm stressed out about work or there seems to be like so many things going on. Like, why are you doing this, Allison? Right. Let's bring it bring it back to yeah. <laughs> the bigger why and Absolutely. the reason behind all of it. Yeah. yeah, I think... And I don't do it perfectly. Oh, but yeah. I, I think that's 
like we need to give ourselves permission yes. to like give yourself grace. You're not going to do it perfectly every day, but you will get it right a lot of times. And that's what matters. Yeah, that's so good. No, I, I totally agree. Like balance, it's like one thing happens and you're out of balance. So I feel like balance is a terrible yes. term. And I, I feel the same exact way. I mean, you know, there's times that are busier for me. There's times that's busier for my husband. And we really just kind of switch off back and forth, which I feel like is just such a great modern approach to it, you know, which I feel like our parents' generation didn't really have that, you know? So my dad's over here like cracking up when during the pandemic, surgery was illegal. And so my husband's at home teaching our kids and my, my dad's like cracking up like, ha Chaz is a stay at home dad teaching the kids. I'm like, you know, I mean, why not him? <laughs> right? Like, why can't he do it? You know? And so I feel like switching off and back and forth and seasonally seasonal responsibilities is just such a good way to do it. Cause you get a break and he gets a break. And I feel like it's just more sustainable in the long term. Well, I want to know, you've built so much, you've done so much. It sounds like when you started, none of this was even like a dream, right? Like it just kept getting bigger and bigger. So I'm curious, like, what do you see on the horizon for you and, and what's next for you? Yeah, this is such a good question. I actually got asked this question earlier this morning. I was talking to a business coach yeah. and he said, what is your five-year plan? Uh-huh. Like, what is your five-year vision? And I couldn't answer it right away because I said, I've already gone so far beyond my wildest right. dreams Yes, right now that it's even hard for me to know what that's going to be. Like yeah. I've just followed, I've followed this organically and what has worked, I've just continued to do more of. Mm-hmm. I loved building the community behind Get Your Pretty On. I now love seeing the power, like style is the Trojan horse, but confidence is what's really getting mm. delivered through these women and seeing the power of the program. I love that aspect of it. And I think there's something more in that space. I yeah. feel like I keep going down this path of personal development and yes. I feel like there's something out there. I can't see it clearly right. yet, but it's definitely out there. And it relates to everything that I've already done, yet it's even a little bit more focused in that area too. Yeah. I just feel like every experience that I'm given is meant to be shared mm, to help others. Yes. And I, whether it's teaching them how to make getting dressed easier or make shopping easier, or it's, you know, something else that's, mm. that's, I'm just excited to see what gets unveiled. Yeah, absolutely. Well, how do you, now that you mentioned confidence, like what do you feel like are the most common responses in terms of like, not even about clothes, right? So you put on different clothes, maybe you do your hair, maybe you do your makeup. What do you feel like that tangibly changes for your clients? Honestly, I really feel like it changes the way they show up in the world. Mm. And there's so much research out there that proves this, that the way we dress really makes us into different people in a sense. Like we take on the attributes of our clothing. And if we feel good in what we're wearing, then when we show up in the world, others respond to that Mm. as well. You know, it could be something as simple as the woman who's never felt fashionable her entire life saying, I have three compliments on my outfit today. Or <laughs> yeah. my teenage daughter Ooh. said I looked fashionable Ooh. today. Like, whoa, that's, that's a high big praise. One. A big one. <laughs> it's it is high praise indeed. So you know those the compliments to other bigger things that have happened. I've seen this as a catalyst for women who have decided to go back to college. They said mm. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't feeling confident. Now I'm stepping out in bigger ways. I oh, want to wow. go back and finish my degree or That's huge. I want to change my profession and go after something I'm passionate about mm-hmm. or 
women who have embarked on health and wellness journeys. Right. I can't tell you how many women who've come into the program and start wearing clothes and they feel good. And, and it's great. I love that they're dressing the body they have now and giving themselves yes. permission to do that. But along that process, somewhere along the way, they're also finding some kind of motivation that yeah. makes them want to get healthier. And, yeah. and I think that that's a beautiful thing to see too. It just, it touches, it can touch so many areas of life. It seems like such a small thing, but really the only way to eat an elephant's one bite at a time yeah. is that's just getting dressed in something that makes you feel good yeah. or buying a lip gloss next time you go to Target. Yeah. Like, do the thing because mm-hmm. it's going to lead to this ripple effect of all kinds of changes and good things happening in your life. Yeah, that's so great. And I feel like we always hear like, you know, changes from the inside out kind of. But I feel like what you've discovered mm-hmm. is if you change the outside somehow you show up better, you're more motivated to do the things. Maybe you actually feel the worthiness that you really have and that empowers Mm -hmm. you. I'm worth eating the healthy food or I'm worth moving my body and I'm worth, you know, whatever. And so I think that's really cool and really encouraging. Well, I'm curious, I'm curious, do you like, do you look this good all the time? Like, are you every single day putting on makeup every single day doing your hair so cute? Like, is this now like you're committed to do this every single day or how do you find that balance of like, sometimes you really want to put on the sweatsuit. I do. I, I still do it. Absolutely. Like last week I was traveling when I got back home, I've given myself, I've I've learned to give myself the gift of a day off when I travel now. So when Mm, I get back home, I have like nothing planned that day. So I came back on a Thursday. I woke up that morning and was like, you know what? I was glammed up the past three days. I'm not putting makeup on today. I always shower. That's like a non-negotiable. I do have to shower in the morning. And then I put on a cute pair of yoga pants and sneakers. And I pulled my hair back in a ponytail and I was fine for the day. And I felt perfectly fine. I think I can do that for about two max three days in a row. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of start to notice that it's having an effect on me internally. Yeah. So then I know that it's time to, you know, make a little bit more effort than that after that. But that's my own personal test that I have. It varies from person to person. But yeah. There are still absolutely. <laughs> you have your sweatpants. <laughs> That's so <laughs> great. Yes. Well, okay. I'm going to ask you the final two questions that I ask everybody. So at the end of your life, when you're looking back, what will a successful life look like to you? Uh, you know, I feel like my purpose in everything in my life like, has been to change things generationally, honestly. Mm. Um, I grew up with some trauma and some mm-hmm. things that have happened in my past and I've spent a lot of time in my life changing the patterns wow, and wanting to pass that on and have that be my legacy. And I do feel like I've been given these experiences for a purpose. And that purpose is to share them to help others. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether that's through changing things with my kids Mm -hmm. or making an impact in a bigger way, I really want that to be the thing that I'm remembered for is like, wow, she did the work. Yeah. It was totally worth it. And she passed that on to break kind of like that generational curse that things are different going forward from this, from this point forward in this family and in, in everything that I do, honestly. Wow. That's so powerful. And just to think of like a changed trajectory, you know, and I remember learning Mm. in geometry, (laughs) throwback, like what a one degree change can do over the course of like the cycle of that ray or whatever, right? Like you end up having this huge angle. So it's so cool to think about that that is so important to you and what your gener like, you know, breaking generational curses and how that can change, you know, not just your kids, but 
generations and generations. That's so powerful. So secondly, and this is a two-parter here, what is something in your life you feel like you have been specifically intentional about, like pat yourself on the back, you've been doing a good job. And what's something looking forward you'd like to be more intentional about in your life? Another great question. So the things that I've been really intentional about you know, just even in the past two years, I've had some health issues that came up Mm. that really kind of threw me for a loop because I had never been sick in my whole life. And this changed my perspective Mm -hmm. on everything from being a parent and a wife to a business owner and all the things. And so I've been really intentional about pacing myself because it was autoimmune. Mm, So that's when your body's attacking itself, there's some things that are precipitating that. Mm -hmm. So that was a really important lesson for me and just prioritizing my health, not just from a working out and eating right perspective, but, you know, from a 360 degree perspective, focusing on doing the things that are going to sustain my health longer term. Mm -hmm. So that's something I've been super intentional about. Things that I haven't been intentional about... (laughs) I would have to say having fun. Ah. I think I need to make more time for fun in life. Oh, that's I good. Really do. My husband is so good at having fun and he's really good about just being spontaneous with it. But mm-hmm. I need to be more intentional about <laughs> planning the fun things yes. in life. So I want to do that. I want to do more Enneagram of that this year. five of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally. I'm going to research the best fun and then I'm going to plan the best yes. fun. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, then, and then hey. I'm going to put it in my calendar <laughs> yeah. and this is going to be fun day. <laughs> and it's going to be fun. Oh, that's so good. Yes. yes. I'm an Enneagram seven. So fun comes oh, very yay. naturally to me. I know my husband's like, can we tone down the fun? <laughs> I'm, I'm married to a seven. Yes, so exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we really brighten, brighten things up and make things fun. I love that. You're like, my husband's totally. good at fun. Yes. I'm sure he is. Yes, he okay. Is. Perfect. Well, <laughs> I want you to tell our audience where can people find you? And also like if people want to get outfit formulas, how do they do that? Absolutely. So you can follow me on Instagram at Allison Lombatis. I share lots of style tips there and, you know, behind the scenes, personalized stuff too. But alphaformulas.com is the place to be. You can stop by, take our quiz. We also have a free download at alphaformulas.com slash 13 staples. And this is going to give you 13 pieces that every woman should have in her closet, plus 13 different outfit ideas that you can mix and match from those pieces too. Yay. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here, Allison. I am so motivated to switch up my closet and can't wait to connect with you again soon. Thanks, Caroline. This was super fun, but I'd expect nothing less of an Enneagram. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Allison, for being on the All of You Whole podcast and for sharing with us all of your knowledge and wisdom around finding your personal style and creating a capsule wardrobe. Listeners, if you are as excited as I am to try outfit formulas, please go ahead and use the affiliate link that you can find in the show notes. I will see you next week. Thank you.